we'll start here. Here's our banter. Okay. Are you ready for the banter? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready for Bruce Banter? Shut up. The Incredible Hulk. You know, the Hulk, um, I've probably told you this before, but his full name is Robert Bruce Banner because the Hulk comic book got canceled in the 60s and mm-hmm. then Stanley brought him back for an issue of Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I know the initials are BB and he could remember Banner, so he called him Bob Banner mm-hmm. for a whole issue. And when one of those 60s nerds wrote in a letter to him, he said, no, you know what? I'm right. And he decided that Bruce had just been his middle name the whole time and he just went by his middle name. So Bruce Banner's name in the Marvel 616 comic book continuity, Earth 616, that is, that's the designation for the prime Earth, uh, his name is Robert Bruce Banner. And we've lost all our five listeners. Yeah, does this count as banter before we... I don't know. I thought a lecture there. would be, be good banter. No. No? No. What? That isn't banter. Okay, fine. What, what do you want to banter about? I don't know. Do you remember the show Charmed that you would make me watch all the time? Yeah, I remember. Danny, we can't just have a topic what? as the Why banter. Do we, we, we can do banter as no, its own thing. No, no. I just... think banter is a lot more freeform than you're making it. Oh, remember when they changed ABC to freeform? Uh, that's a whole other... That was an episode. That, that's seven episodes. Listen, itself. if you guys are tuning in just now, if you're just <laughs> turning on your radio... In the middle of our podcast, we are going to do a whole episode one day about the transition from ABC Family to Freeform. Are you okay? You look distressed. You look like I'm weighing on you. You are. How? What is this opening? This is just the banter. We're just going to fade in on this, and then we'll do the intro. Okay. Well, we better fade in because we're f- we've already faded in. No. If they're is... hearing this, it's faded in. No. We're fade not it, doing this. Fade in now. Fine. Fine. Fade in now. Okay. Yeah, you ready to go? I'm always ready to go. Are Molly. you ready, Freddy? Molly, I've been ready for so long. Freddy for so long? Are you? I mean, Frank Welker's been Freddy for so long. He has. That's a solid Scooby Doo reference. Frank Welker has been the voice of Freddy Jones on Scooby Doo since 1969, and I'm so close to him that haven't, I call him Freddy. Haven't we all? Um, no, because <laughs> Stefiana Christofferson quit being okay. Daphne after one season. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So then yeah. Heather North took over until the 80s. Okay. Yeah. She Hi. supposedly did one day of recording on Zombie Island before they replaced her with uh, the late Why Mary Kay Bergman. Why think this counts as banter? I don't know, Molly. Look, let's do the intro. Let's do the intro, okay? Okay. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Can you dig? Spencer <laughs> Walsh is a two-timing <laughs> pig. That's from a Good Luck Charlie. It no, is. okay. <clears throat> okay, all right. So all right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Pants Are Too Tight. Best name for a podcast ever. I'm Danny. I'm Molly. We're 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 good at this. We're, we're getting great. there. We're getting there. This Episode is gonna be three. One day this will be a podcast worth listening to. Yeah, you people are getting in on the ground floor. You are coming in in the beginning. Yeah, in our wonder years here. Yeah, I um, mean, you're gonna be able to hear us. Like you're gonna. I liked them before it was cool. Think of how. Yeah, you'll like us before we're cool, and then also you'll see us grow. One, maybe in in sanity, but two, hopefully someday in sound quality. Yeah, and um. You know, just quality, quality in general, just quality. Period. Maybe my voice won't always sound so off-putting. Your voice is. I can hope for that. What oh. are you talking about? It is. You me. have a pleasant voice. You sound like a children's storybook narrator. Tell me about Cinderella. Once upon a time, in a faraway land, there was this dirty girl. Who oh no! Never mind. Was dirty girl to clean the floors and. You talk think this to counts mice. as banter? <laughs> We're going to have to define banter for ourselves someday, Molly. <laughs> All right. I'm to tell you a story. I just, you know. <laughs> and I'm doing it. <laughs> there was a dirty girl. What if that's how the Disney movie opened? Once upon a time, there was a dirty girl. 
Today. A dream is a wish Today. your heart makes when you're a dirty girl. I can't believe we're doing their work for them, those internet freaks. All right, so... Perverts, the lot of you. Hi, Grandma. Anyway, I'm kidding. She's dead. Uh, she, could, she wouldn't listen anyway. She didn't know how computers worked. Well, we're here today. <laughs> we are here today together before God. We're going to talk about something that I think doesn't just bother us. I oh, think... wait. We have to establish the premise of the show for the third time. Okay, okay. Is that all right? I don't want to... I mean, I did just interrupt you, but I don't want to interrupt <laughs> <laughs> okay mom i snorted so loud um whoa you can't let them know you can't give them passive aggressive hints about our mother's behavior what's the fun of doing a show with your sibling if you can't make passive passive aggressive comments about your mom i don't know i feel like a lot of people don't have moms like cinderella dark but all right all right tell them the bit for the third the time. premise of the show is this molly and i we're we're siblings we're we're we get along okay and we, we're both obsessive. We, whatever's wrong with one of us is clearly wrong with the both of us, where we get fixated on these little things. O- oftentimes they are rooted in childhood. Sometimes they are brand new annoyances. Today's is a very modern, cutting edge, hilarious comment on like the world we live in and stuff. So like these are things that just sort of stick in our craw. They're little things, tiny things. They're not, they're not big things. This is a show about the little things, but not in a positive way. These are the little things that get under your skin. And Molly, today, today's is a little thing that is becoming a big thing. It's becoming a really big thing. And it, this one, I think, is one that a more general group of people will have an issue with oh, yeah. because we're all experiencing it in live time. Yeah. Um, and that is the infuriating thing that is the streaming war. Oh, the streaming war. It's worse, th- it's worse than the Coca-Cola war. The cola war oh, of the 80s. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, neither of us were alive for that. No, but and also, but I feel like soda has less of an effect on your life than, than the way we process media. It certainly costs less. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're going to have to retake that line because you went heavy into like the Philadelphia accent. Listen, we're not going to give away our home address, but we don't live in Philadelphia and we never have. But sometimes Molly slips into costs. And, and I have an array of accents and I'm not <laughs> sure where they come from and they only exist on certain words. The other day you watched, uh, 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 what did you, you watched Hateful Eight and Django Unchained in a row. <laughs> yeah. So all day you were just, you're walking around talking with a southern accent. You just all day. And it was inadvertent. Was. It's not, it wasn't it's heavy. Not, and it's not like I'm trying to do it. It's just how I'm speaking. I get a twang, and but it happens for whatever movie I watch, but Southern's really hard for me to I not mean, go into. After we watched The Blind Side, you called everyone in the house Michael, Michael. for two days. I still say Michael. Michael. Orr, um, if you don't get SJ back in this house, Michael Orr, I will win an Oscar for this accent. Hi, I'm Sandra Bullock. I'm one of the great actresses of our time. This movie is highly insulting to the man it's based off of, but it's a very, it's a good movie. I like, it's well made. I love The Blind Side. Um... Molly, anyway. do I feel like the blind side? Why do I associate that with Miley Cyrus? Is it because they're Southern or because I keep singing the blind side to the tune of It's the Climb? I would guess the latter. Blind side. This is always good. I have never had that now. association myself. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry. You should be. I'll go home. You can do this one on your own, I'll right? Do, yeah, I got it. I can scream about okay. streaming services for five hours. I'm going to leave the room now, okay? That's our Foley artist, Danny. Hi, everyone. Um, so, the Foley so the streaming wars. So, wait, basi- can I be the Foley artist formerly known as? <laughs> <laughs> sure. This is what it sounds like when doves cry. Boo hoo, boo hoo. He's a horrible Foley artist. <laughs> See, because the song, this is what it feels like when do- it's 
It I, sounds uh, like this is for someone that is not me. Oh, you don't know a lot about Prince. I don't. I don't know a lot about Prince. Maybe you're just like my mother. See, that's another. It's a joke. It sounds like I'm doing another passive aggressive mom comment, but really, that's a lyric from the song "When Doves Cry." I'll go home. Yep. So streaming. Um, no, this really infuriates me because I feel like this is just big business kind of. Yeah. The corporations are a platypus. I mean, that's first and foremost. And I mean, my teacher is a platypus. My teacher's a panda. Yeah, you it's... need to save the Phineas and Ferb references. Oh, that's right. I'm, I'm sorry. We can't do that here. Um, <clears throat> that's another podcast altogether. Um, uh, yes, but but like we were saying, uh, like you were saying, mm-hmm. it's the corporations. It's the big business. Right. So what the, So if you're wondering, no, this isn't just a rant about technology. This is the thing that bothers us about this and i'm sure bothers a lot of you is the fact that we used to pay an exuberant price for cable yeah and it was just outrageous because the prices were so high but if you look at what you were getting for that price you were getting a lot of channels yeah and then over time what happened was there was all these add-on packages that you would have for special channels. And then it was like, what am I really getting for my basic cable package? Well, you're getting psych, which is more than any man needs right. to keep himself entertained. But anyway, aside from the greatest show on basic cable, you were missing right. a lot. You, you were, were missing, missing your HBO, lot. your Showtime, uh, sports. Channels. And then you had something like Netflix come out, which you didn't have to just watch random channels or whatever TV had on. You could watch whatever you wanted at any time. And that was great. And then people started canceling cable um, and just opting to stream instead, which was working for such a short amount of time. And then all the companies and services really caught on to this whole Netflix thing. First, we had just Netflix and Hulu, I felt like, really rivaling it out, you know? Yeah. And now it's, it's more than that. We have... Everybody and their mother has a streaming service. Yeah. You got Facebook. You have Apple TV. You have YouTube Red. You have, um, you know, Warner Brothers is getting one. NBC has one. There's CBS All Access, HBO, Showtime. But you could also pay for the HBO or Showtime add-ons on certain yeah. services. Disney Plus, ESPN. Like, there's at least the pass. That, there's and, so many. And when you look at a giant corporation like Disney, which, you know, look, it, it is the invariable thing about living in, in this particular capitalist society that like some of these corporations are way too big and they own too much and it's very unhealthy for the like marketplace, but it's also very unhealthy for individual people. And you look at something like Disney and they are able to because they can either do things at a loss for a long period of time because they have money to burn or because they know that their name carries so much weight. Uh, they're able to offer something like Disney Plus for what is considered a good value. It's like seven forty nine with tax a month. It's six ninety nine before tax, I think. And and so they're able to offer Disney Plus for a reasonable price, and then they're able to bundle it with two other streaming services, ESPN and Hulu, all for the the thirteen dollars a month or whatever. And you look at that, and you're like, obviously they're doing that to try to like hurt other companies, like Netflix, which is itself you know a billion dollar company. But I will say about Netflix so far. All that Netflix does is make TV shows and movies and show you existing movies and TV shows, whereas Disney is a corporation with so many arms and and so many different things that once they launched their streaming service and places like Apple and Amazon are launching streaming services. Amazon has had one for a long time. But like you just see that these companies have so much more besides a streaming service that you're like, why do you have a streaming service? 
like if Dis- I understand Disney wants to own everything, right? Mm-hmm. But they bought a majority stake of Hulu. Right. And if they truly wanted to, I suppose they could rename Hulu to their Disney streaming service or make Disney part of the Hulu streaming service or whatever, right? Why why does Disney need a separate one? Well, I am kind of so I'm a big fan of the concept of Disney Plus because for me Although I didn't think we needed it, I get it. Because I do like, in theory, when eventually we will have all the Disney content in one place. Like, it was very frustrating for me to have, like, one sequel of a Disney movie on Netflix. So, because they were holding on to that, you know? Like, I would rather... I, I think Disney, because of the amount of content they have, it makes sense for them to have a streaming service. And because you're not airing their movies and like older things regularly on their channel however when it comes to the other companies this infuriates me so something like cbs all access you have a television channel yeah you have time slots seven days a week to premiere new content to me yeah now if i miss an episode of your show fine then i you know, maybe I pay for that episode online to rewatch it, or if I have cable, I am watching on on demand or something of that fashion, or my DVR. I don't understand why a television channel needs to have its own streaming service with shows exclusive to that streaming service I... that you're gonna advertise for me on your channel. Right. That just seems that's clearly a money making scheme. Because let's say I'm a person, I have cable. Let's yeah. say, and I really love CBS and all their crime dramas. I do think CBS is the best place for, um, you know, any crime show, really. That's and a free CBS it's promotion. It's a free CBS promotion, but I'm about to bash you with the same sentence. Oh, no. But you're going to say, hey, big CBS fan, guess what? It's not enough that you're paying hundreds of dollars a month for cable. I'm going to also make you pay seven ninety nine or whatever a month for CBS All Access mm-hmm. for, like, a few extra things that you may or may not like well i think i think there i think there's room for so much in the streaming world and what i like about the streaming wars as they've been called is like just the sheer amount of content that's coming i enjoy that i like that there's over 500 scripted tv shows right now it can be intimidating but the truth is that you know there could be uh an emmy worthy tv show that you know You'll never hear about. You'll never have heard of, you know, Sense Eight right. or The Get Down or, or something like that. These are like shows that are critically acclaimed, and then you just kind of they're like totally off most people's radar. But in this environment, they can still survive. Now, those were two horrible examples because they both got canceled <laughs> prematurely. But I'm talking about other stuff. There are shows that run for season after season um, that you know don't have a huge audience to them. That is a positive aspect of the sort of streaming wars. But I think that when you look at it, what's annoying about it to consumers really comes down to uh, both the both the exclusivity mm-hmm. of content, which that'll feed into our point about these giant companies in a second, mm-hmm. about the giant corporations, which are a platypus. But it'll feed into that in a second. But it also, I think, speaks volumes about um, about the gaps in coverage. I think that is the most immediately frustrating thing that is frustrating like i am the one human being on the planet earth who has paid for the boomerang streaming service which is this uh streaming service that time warner came out with where uh they you know the 
TV channel Boomerang, which was like all the classic Hanna-Barbera cartoons and then became classic Hanna-Barbera and Cartoon Network shows, even though they never made any new bumpers for them. Like, so you would be watching like Teen Titans and then the Super Friends commercial would be on, you know, or they would show you like, and now back to Yogi Bear and it would be like the Powerpuff Girls just because they didn't have any new bumpers. But Boomerang is now a, a streaming service. It's still a channel. You can still turn on the Boomerang channel and get roughly the same content. They did make some new bumpers when the app started. But for this streaming service, it's mostly classic cartoons. And then there's uh, three or four original shows. They have Wacky Races. They have a preschool show focused on Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz uh, based on the movie version of those characters. And then they have Scooby-Doo and Guess Who. Uh, Formerly, they had... um, be cool scooby-doo so they have an exclusive scooby-doo cartoon every episode has a celebrity guest it's like it i enjoy it and i enjoy the boomerang app and so they also have a ton of the direct-to-video scooby-doo movies on here and this is something only a weirdo like me would care about but the other day also all danny's been watching for the last like yeah listen i've been i've been feeling sort of down you know i've been i've been i've I've been having a tough time and so to cheer me up i've just been watching scooby-doo because it is a very comforting uh franchise media and I wanted to show Molly this one Scooby-Doo direct-to-video movie that is super weird. It's called Franken-Creepy. Scooby-Doo, Franken-Creepy. And it's a weird movie. I really enjoyed it. It's very funny, but it's very odd. It's like an homage to Young Frankenstein for half of it. And I just really enjoyed it. And I wanted to, it has a very peculiar editing style. And I just wanted to show it to Molly. And I, because we had watched one or two of the direct-to-video Scooby-Doo movies together. And then it's not on the Boomerang app. And you have to go to Amazon Prime and pay like, you know, you can rent it for like three bucks. You could steal it off the internet. Like you can steal anything off the internet. But it's like, why is there an entire app that is $5 a month where it is only streaming old Hanna-Barbera and Cartoon Network content and you don't have all the Scooby-Doo movies and they don't even keep all of the movies on there. They rotate them. So like one month you can have Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase on there and the next month Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase is gone in exchange for, you know, Tom and Jerry meet Robin Hood or something like that. Do they tell you on that app ahead of time what's going to leave? Because that's what frustrates me. I've never been able to find it. Netflix will announce, like Netflix, they always say what's leaving and coming this Mm -hmm. month. There's always that press release. Well, you know, there usually is, but I ain't hear anything about Zodiac being taken off Netflix this week. Molly has for a long time now held a vow that she would finally finish watching all of the movie Zodiac. She has seen but bits and pieces. I So for those of you that don't know, I'm a really big crime buff, love serial killers, love learning about that stuff. And so I know a lot about the Zodiac killer. I've seen a lot of documentaries, but I was like, I want to watch the movie Zodiac. And I keep putting it off because it's a long movie and I haven't heard all the greatest of things about it. Um, good things, but not great things. And so I keep saying I'm going to watch it, and I always joke about it with Danny. And I feel like earlier this week, I saw it on there, but I, I could be putting that in my head that it didn't happen. But it's been on there, is my point. And then I finally yesterday made this huge declaration. I was so excited. I said, today's the day. I'm going to finally do it. And boom, Zodiac's gone. And, and like, it doesn't even make sense for it to be gone. It's the middle of March. Where did you go? Some things leave. I guess we're, I we're towards at the, the end, end of March, March yeah. now. <clears throat> but still. Molly, you can't let them know when we're recording this. Um, but yeah, it's it's. It, I mean, it's it sucks when things like that happen, when you were just about to watch that one movie you want. But what's interesting, Molly, is, is sort of how it all breaks down and who owns what. So like Time Warner runs the Boomerang app, mm-hmm. um, which I foolishly have paid money for, um, runs the Boomerang app. 
And so that that's one streaming service in the giant Time Warner library. Mm-hmm. Then there is the DC Universe streaming app, which I have also paid money for. Um, and that is, you can read a huge library of DC comics. It's not everything, but they always add new stuff every month. I don't think I've ever seen them take comics away. So there's a huge library of digital comics to read. And that's a good value for someone like me, right? Because if you're going to a comic book shop, you're paying something like uh, $3 for a new issue of a comic. So... You know, it evens out. Back issues can be cheaper or they can be really expensive It's a, if it's a famous comic. So uh, they have a huge back catalog of the comics, but they also have a lot of the TV shows. And they have some really great exclusive content. I love the show Doom Patrol that they have on there. It's a very surreal, odd series with uh, Brendan Fraser and Timothy Dalton. And it just occurred to me that they were both in Looney Tunes back in action. And Molly, I watched all uh gosh i think the first season was uh 14 17 episodes something like that mm-hmm. and the whole time it did not occur to me that they're in looney tunes <laughs> back in action um wow uh i'm sorry i'm like processing that in real time but then there's also uh the harley quinn cartoon which is hilarious and it can be heartwarming it's it's a genius program and i'm almost sad that it's on the dc universe app because I want everyone in the world to see it. I wish they just aired it on like TBS or something, some other arm of the AT&T Time Warner conglomerate. But anyway, so that's two streaming services right there that Time Warner has. Not to mention Turner Classic Movies is a premium cable channel and you can uh, pay them for monthly subscriptions. And I don't know, they'll send wine to your house and and shit (laughs) because it's TCM. And I also like TCM. I have not yet given TCM my money, but we'll see. Um... Yeah, yeah so, so why does one company have multiple services? Like, I I hate the thought of, like, I have to pay. Like, if they own it all, give me one app. Give me one payment. Because when you're doing this thing of we have a million different services that we're paying for, it, it costs the same as cable where you had access to all the channels to begin with. That's I think that's the real like crazy thing about this is that when you cut the cord, you're like, well, I'm paying, let's say, I don't know, I'm paying $130 a month for cable. That's crazy. And so you cut it and you're like, well, Netflix is, you know, what is it? Uh, $15.99 for the... It depends on your package, the price. I don't know. It's a whale of a wash in the price. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. And so, so like you're paying for Netflix and then you, okay, I'll get Hulu. You know, and then it's Disney Plus and then yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And it just builds and builds and builds. And then if you want to add on Showtime or any of those, it adds up. And they're increasing the price of all these services too. Sure. So that's like what's bonkers to me is like it's doing the exact same thing that cable did where we're very slowly increasing, increasing, increasing. Pretty soon, I've, if I had to predict, I think that the streaming services are going to the cost is going to be more than it was for cable and people are going to jump back to cable. I don't think people are going to jump back to cable. I don't think they're going to fully abandon streaming mm-hmm. by any means because I, I don't think they will, but I don't think it's going to happen like people think it they are where they're going to buy all these different things. People just can't Cable might afford need to that. just change. I think that's the pr- thing is that cable is so focused on uh, is so focused on live television and that is such a minor element of what people want from streaming. Obviously, sporting events people want. Mm. Uh, you know, maybe the news people want live. But I, I really feel as if, as if I don't know, it's just the, the concept of on-demand for the cable companies. I don't think that's extensive enough. I don't think it's enough, but I don't think that... I feel like... And then there's no way to do this, but I feel like streaming should be limited to a few services. I'm not going to... This is like paying for individual 
cable channels. If I'm having NBC, CBS, right, Netflix, Hulu, Disney, like that's like a trip. I'm gonna pay more for each of those channels. That like, is sort of the absurdity of it. Is now it's just TV channels yeah. are creating streaming services. Like I, you know, Disney has a massive library of content, and if they want to charge you eight bucks a month, and you can get, uh, I'm I keep rounding up every time I mention it. Like uh, by the end of this, I'm gonna be saying Disney Plus, fifteen dollars a month. But if they want to charge you a certain amount of money for that huge library of content, you know, even though there are, in my opinion, Disney Plus has some real noticeable gaps in the content available. Um, you know, there's a lot of really classic Disney animated series that are not on there, and I feel like there's a huge market for. Yes, they've got Recess, but as there, there was a demand for what Disney Plus did. Everyone has been wanting for years Disney to. They would say on their channel, like, start playing Phil the Future again, start playing Lizzie mm-hmm. McGuire, things like that. Like, people asked for that, and they did that first on uh, Freeform, and then they switched to Disney Plus. And I think there was, like, you're saying, like, there's a market for that. Yeah. Especially with the expansiveness of the Disney content. Yeah. There's a demand for what they have, but it's it's also interesting to see Disney trying to bundle Hulu and, and Disney Plus and ESPN and all that, trying to... Uh, consolidate what they have in terms of mm-hmm. entertainment offers but then you look at like I, I wonder if I truly believe that like pretty soon I think Boomerang and DC Universe I'd imagine they'll go away once HBO Max comes out there's already mm-hmm. been some kind of signals of that um, Harley Quinn has a season 2 that's supposed to come out in April um, but Doom Patrol which I love very much uh, their season 2 is going to premiere on DC Universe end on HBO Max simultaneously. So that, to me, kind of signals like that streaming service might not be around too long. Mm -hmm. See, but that's the thing, Danny, is that is what I feel is lacking in so many things is the crossover. We have this exclusivity, as you were saying, on streaming services. Mm -hmm. So I, as far as I know, at this point in time, can only watch The Office on Netflix, right? right, That's the only one I know of where I could watch that. But But with TV reruns of shows that are not currently on tv i can watch on five different channels that's true you know, i would watch you know friends you had on pics and tbs and you know literally like every channel yeah and that's not what you have with streaming so it's like if friends, i want to watch one yeah. show i have to friends i have to buy would, a whole service friends would be on tbs mm-hmm. it would be on nick at night sped up by about 11 percent, mm-hmm. which is <sighs> Molly, it's, I'm sorry, Molly, it's that's, tangent. No, Molly, it's tangent time. Ahead. It's tangent time. Folks, I'm doing one. Everybody sit down. Da- Everybody sit down. Okay, <laughs> listen, it's tangent time, okay? There is a process in TV editing that they used to call Zeus-ing, as in the Lord of uh, Thunder. I think that's Thor. As in the god. The god of lightning. Zeus. And so they would would do this sometimes when they were editing sitcoms and they needed things to run just a little bit faster. They would speed it up a certain degree but try to keep it somewhat imperceptible. And they would call it Zeusing because you were making the show fast as lightning, that kind of thing. Mm. They needed to keep up the pace of sitcoms. Everything had to fit in exactly 22 minutes. So they'd cut out bits of audience laughter. They would speed up little clips by a bit. And again, try to keep it as hard to notice as possible. So there are times when you're watching classic sitcoms, something like Cheers, where every once in a while something is actually slightly sped up. It's usually hard to notice. But when they rerun certain TV shows, particularly Friends, and particularly the Nick at Night airings of Friends, Mm -hmm. um, 
they will speed up the show by like 11% or something. And it's not so noticeable. No, it is. It's not so noticeable that you're watching it and you're immediately like, oh my God, they sped everything up. But when you watch it, if you know the friends' voices, which Mm -hmm. I do because Molly and our brother and our cousin, everybody in this house loves friends. Ergo, I have been party to very much friends watching. I have seen every episode of Friends multiple times, but they have all seen them. They have seen them hundreds of times. And so I have just kind of like sewer runoff. Like I get residual friends watching. Right. So, but, but even if you're just like familiar enough with the way the friends sound, their voices are so much higher pitched. And at first you're like, what's going on? And then every once in a while, it's like when you're watching footage and you notice like, oh, that leaf is shaking way too fast or something like yeah, fire is moving too fast. other people notice that. Little, no, but like when you're no. watching sped up footage. Okay, Molly. Well, there's little things right. that look. No, the voices is very noticeable. And when I remember I first noticed this, it was because I thought it was an early season I was watching and I was like, wow, like their voice sounds, it was Joey. It was like, Joey's voice sounds so much higher. Um, like maybe it's because he was younger and like yeah. his voice has gotten deeper over the seasons. And then I was like, no, like everyone's voice is odd. And I'm like, maybe it's the bad audio of the nineties or something. And then like, no, like you, you get through it and you're like, this, this was, it was odd. And yeah. Friends, which you can watch in crystal clear HD and, and, has a decent soundtrack. And they had a weird, Nick and Knight's editing in general was odd. They would not play the theme song, but then they would also like cut out the beginning bit sometimes before yeah. the theme song. In TBS, we'd have this weird thing too, where like they would play the credits small. Yeah. But it the was, opening credits Yeah, too. the opening credits small, but then you'd miss some of the bit. It was really weird. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I mean, as you mentioned before, when you were saying uh, companies having all these different services that it's mm-hmm. a play for money. I mean, it's important to say like all of TV is a play for money. Well, yeah, like no. yeah, every corporation, everything is is like that. Um, and I I think that you know it's hard to it's hard to suss out because like DC Comics is they publish physical comic books. That mm-hmm. is a difficult industry at any given time. But at a time in history where you can very easily pirate comic books, it is hard for them to keep open. It's hard for them to keep the lights on. And so part of me enjoys giving them my money because I am loyal to them. And in addition to whatever comic books I buy, I kind of like that, you know, I can watch all the shows in crystal clear HD and I can stream them all and they're right there for me. Except for, you know, like every other streaming service, I have my issues, which Mm -hmm. in one second I'll talk about that. But like, I kind of like that. And I like Boomerang the channel and I like supporting that but I don't you know it's also like this is also the property of AT&T See, and if they just want to bundle everything together the way Disney does you know maybe I I wouldn't mind as much but maybe I mind more I don't know it's with- I like the bundle I would appreciate some bundles but which is also a, very much a cable technique of yeah. bundling channels together but you know at least I have the concept of like, oh, I maybe am saving some money here. Yeah, yeah. What I think though, because um, all these big corporations own these things anyway, and we right. can't we can't change that. You might as well give the average consumer a break. But now I feel like we're paying per show to some degree, like not like mm. when you're buying season DVDs of something, but it's almost the same concept. If I'm only getting. Let's say I don't own all 10 seasons of Friends on DVD. If uh-huh. I'm going to buy the HBO Max app yeah. for to watch Friends, I'm essentially paying just to watch Friends. Like there might right. be yeah. some other things on there I watch, but primarily I want to be able to watch Friends whenever I want because yeah. I don't have cable anymore and that's the only way I can watch it. Right. But then 
I want to see Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell, and Reese Witherspoon's new show on Apple TV. The morning show. I've seen some of it. It's really good. Well, I haven't because I don't pay for Apple TV. So then it's like, oh, like, all right, I guess I'll break down and buy Apple TV because I want to see this show. So then I'm almost paying this much per show per month, which is wild to me. You're very, you're really onto something here because there are streaming services. Like DC Universe has a really great library Mm -hmm. of content. But in terms of what's new, Right now, it's just like, oh, that new Harley Quinn show came out, and Mm -hmm. I finished watching the whole show, and it's incredible, and I'm when season two starts up, I'm going to be there to watch it, but right now, there's nothing new on DC Universe. It's just, you know, comic books and and everything else. Right, so then do you keep paying in the months where there's nothing new and you've seen it all, or do you- Me? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) A normal person? No. Um, I mean, and then there's yearly subscriptions and everything, but at a certain point, it's like, I'm paying $8 a month for Harley Quinn, or I'm paying $8 a month- for Doom Patrol this month, or when uh, Swamp Thing comes out, or Stargirl, it's a good lineup. You know, they have mm-hmm. the new version of Young Justice, which people have been waiting for. Great lineup of content, not disputing that. Mm-hmm. All I am saying is that in terms of what's new on DC Universe this month, it's usually not something that is worth $8. Right. And it's usually, I mean, again, usually it's like the the freedom to watch Batman the Animated Series whenever I want, even though, like, Molly owns all of Friends, I own all of Batman, and I own all of Superman. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't have DVD sets of Static Shock, let's say. So if I want to watch that one time that Static met Shaq, or the other time <laughs> Static met Shaq, I have to put it, I have to put it on the streaming service. Well, or watch it illegally on the what, internet. It's crazy that we've just created this weird, it's a weird concept that, and it was inevitable. It was inevitable for it to be Much this like way. like Thanos. That, it was right, inevitable. It was inevitable. I'm no, sorry. But it, Molly, let's, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry for doing a Thanos joke. It's not who I am. I'm sorry. You're going to make me lose Molly, my train of thought. Molly, no. Please tell me you remember what you were going to say. No, I, oh, I feel horrible. I'm actually sorry. It was inevitable. Yeah. The division of content. What has happened is we've basically said cable is obsolete and we're going to switch to streaming. But so if you say that, then all these channels do need to either make their own streaming service or join an existing one, right? And but not all of them do. Like not every channel is on a streaming service, and not every channel has their own streaming service yeah, yet. Yeah. So right now, I think you have a lot of people who are holding on to both cable and the streaming service yeah. at the same time. So they're paying even double. Yeah. And then, you know, like I I don't know. It's just it's, it's a, a lot. It's, it's Molly. This is the curse of living in interesting really times. Okay, just we've sort of it's a prob- I think it's a transitional period for entertainment because it's very clear that the concept of you can watch whatever you want whenever you want to that is that's too good. That's not going away. That's right. how people want to ingest media. Some people, especially binging. You have it. Molly is a real channel. So surfer. here, let me let me say this is my pet peeve with the streaming, Danny, as you yeah. know, and I'll tell the folks at home. So. My pet peeve is that there isn't some type of random option on streaming services unless you have like we pay Hulu for Hulu Live. And that's nice because if I want to turn on live TV, I can. And I like that because I like the randomness because sometimes the beauty of cable was that you'd come home, you're tired, you don't want to think about what it is you want to watch. There's not anything you've been waiting to watch. And so now I feel like I just spend so much time 
scrolling through titles when I used to be scrolling through content. And a content is something like content could eventually get my interest. Or like I'd see the last 10 minutes of a movie that I liked. I'd be like, oh, I'll watch this for 10 minutes. I'm not going to put on a movie I've seen a hundred times for just 10 minutes before I go to bed. Now I'm going to end up watching the whole movie and I'm up for two more hours or like I'm going to watch Friends, but I don't know what episode of Friends I want to watch. I either I'm going to scroll through for three hours and pick which one I want to watch. Yeah, three hours it takes me to decide an episode Um, or I'll pick up where I left off and or in what I always seem to get caught in watching the same episodes over and over again. Molly, I got so excited for a tangent before, and I feel as if I didn't properly address how wrong it is to speed up friends. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you're absolutely correct. And it also loses that kind of, uh, that that magical thing of analog media of flipping through channels and, and there's nothing good on. So you just turn on something random and you discover like your new favorite movie. Right. Like how often, how many stories of... Uh, like Monty Python is something that you always hear people of uh, an older generation talking about like first time I ever saw it it was on PBS it was late at night and, and it felt like they were making it just for me and I finally felt like I belonged and like you don't really get that as much in this day mm-hmm. and age because you're never streaming through new stuff it's like I follow the same 20 people on Instagram and if one of them is on a podcast I might listen to that podcast if one of them is on a TV show I might watch that TV show but I feel as if because you watch what you want when you want it watching something is a little bit more of a conscious act. Yeah, yeah, It's a little bit less of a, I'm turning on the TV in the background or whatever, or I just want to turn on something and let my brain shut off. And so we've lost a little bit of that discovery of, uh, of, oh, this weird movie is playing on Showtime for some reason. What is Reefer Madness? Yeah, because we've all gotten to the point where we've finished a show and then Netflix or Hulu or any other service wants to start playing something else for me afterward. And a lot of times And you know what we do? We immediately jump up, grab the remote, and we're like, get this off. Why do you think I want to watch this? And we don't watch it. And it has, like, the recommended for you things, which I'll say it. Sometimes they give me some good suggestions. But other times you sit in my recommended for you for, like, seven months and I'm never going to watch it. Yeah, yeah. And it's also – I think that because now discovering something has to be a conscious act – that we're also in a time where people are constantly telling you what to watch. Oh my I mean, god, my list is so, my list is actually ridiculously yeah, long. Yeah, people. I mean, you know, I've never seen The Walking Dead because I don't quite like things that are that depressing and apocalyptic. I know that I won't be able to handle that well. But How like, are you dealing with the coronavirus, <laughs> Molly. I'm doing great. Um, no, I'm not. Uh, but yeah, it's it's sort of a like. Everything is like, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. And it's about everything. It's about every piece of content that exists. It's like, you have to watch The Mandalorian. You have to watch this. And it's just whatever show is streaming. And every once in a while, I'll get around to one of those. But for the most part, I am sitting around watching old Scooby-Doo movies. Right. So that's what's crazy is I don't spend most of my time watching new shows. Mm -hmm. I spend most of my time watching old shows that I've already seen. Can I feed you a conspiracy theory? Go ahead. There is a conspiracy theory. And this is not like bad you know uh, uh one of the conspiracy theories that is fueled by har like horrible prejudice or something uh like a crazy person on the internet believes this is just a thing that people believe netflix generally speaking does not disclose viewership numbers um they don't mm-hmm. tell you 100 million people have watched this if they really? break a like record they tweet that a yes lot. if they break a record they'll go like 
this movie is the most viewed movie we've ever had. You know, Dolomite is my name has surpassed 500 million views, you know, whatever, right? And right. they always report like these really cool sounding numbers. But there's a theory that goes that the reason they don't disclose like total viewership figures a lot outside of like we have this many subscribers or this many things have been watched is because if they did, the truth would probably be people are just watching The Office and Parks and Rec and not watching Netflix's new exciting content that right. they spend a billion dollars on. Because most of the time we seek things that are comforting to us because we finally live in an era where, you know, Parks and Rec has been off the air for, it ended like what, 2014, 2015? Something around there. It's been off the air for half a decade. People are still watching it every day, right? Right. Back in the day, you know, if you saw a really cool movie on TV, that was probably the last time you would ever see it until VHS was created. Like, well, there was some type of immediacy to that, which I liked because, like, I mean, I never lived in that era of if I don't see this now, I'll never see it. But I did live in the era of, you know, if I don't see this now, I'm going to be behind. Yeah. And that was, it made me, it was very urgent and important that I watched my shows i don't feel that way now the things that are on my list stay on my list because i know they're gonna be around forever that's fair i can watch the last season although look what happened with zodiac well yeah you that, but long. then and that happens that absolutely and happens. it's not like so the that happened to me DVD with house house used to be on netflix and i watched eight seasons in a row <laughs> Of House, I think, whatever, it's either seven or eight. I don't remember how many seasons there are. I think it's eight. Whatever it was, I'm in the last season. I have like five to three episodes left of the show. And I was like, Molly, you're watching too much House. You got to take a break. I took like a few day break and then House was gone. This seems to be kind of a unique to you problem. I haven't <laughs> heard about this happening to anyone else. Well, it happens to me and I don't like it. But then it, Until it happens to you. It wasn't anywhere else except it was on Amazon Prime. But And we had Prime Video, but this is what irks me about Amazon Prime compared to other services is half the stuff is included in Prime Video oh. and the other half, you got to pay extra money of, It is a little bit rent. of a dirty trick on their part because Absolutely. they all – Like, yeah, there's – depending on how you're viewing Amazon Prime, mm -hmm. if you're on the TV or the app, sometimes there's a little white stripe in the corner. Yeah. Uh, sometimes there's the band, the white stripes. And then sometimes it'll just say included with Prime up at the top or whatever. But, like, that is kind of the dirty trick of Amazon yeah. is that it's both a – what? Yeah. I it, oh, that. okay. I, you're agreeing. I thought you were about to hit me. Um, I, you know, like it is kind of the dirty trick of Amazon Prime that like it is both a marketplace to buy things and it is a streaming service and they're just intermingled, which is on the one hand nice because if I buy a show, mm -hmm. which I don't think I really ever have on Amazon, but if I buy a show or I rent it, I can just watch it on there with all my stuff that is streaming that month. But then it's also like I put something on my watch list. I don't realize it's included. It's not included with Prime. And then right. I'm about to watch it. And I'm like, oh, I was going to watch this because it was free. I don't feel like paying $3 to watch, you know, you know whatever it I was. I don't know if it happened this way, but this is the way I remember it. They moved House to Amazon Prime. And I, in my memory, some of the seasons of House were included with Prime. And the last season you had to pay for is how I remember that. That's a now. Ooh. It did eventually at least become that all the seasons were available. It was either that or that all the seasons you had to pay for. I don't know which one, but that's how it is in my memory. It did eventually become that all the seasons were included with Prime Video. But that's the thing is there was no indication of, hey, soon House is going to be available included with Prime. Right. So I kept seeing House in my suggestions to watch, not knowing for months that I could watch it included with Prime. So it's just this, it's this mess and it's, it is dirty and I don't like it. Like That's a little bit of a trick. I mean, 
Although, let's be clear, that is the least of the problems with the Amazon Corporation well, yeah. machine. You know, the, the... I mean, it's up there for me, but <laughs> yeah, I understand I mean, that in the know, grand scheme of the world, that's it not it. It sucks that they don't pay taxes and they made a trillion dollars and they don't let their employees pee. But, like, house wasn't clearly house labeled. House wasn't clearly labeled. <laughs> that's number one with a bullet, baby. Yeah. I I agree very much about a lot of this, but there are, there are overlaps in content libraries like... Um, a very nerdy personal example because I do have the Boomerang uh, streaming service, the Boomerang app. Um, right now, um, uh, uh, what's new Scooby-Doo, uh, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, and Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, all three of those are on both Netflix and the Boomerang app. So clearly some things are not tied down with an exclusive contract. Um, other things are kind of locked down. Well, on... that might be because not so many people are getting the Boomerang Act yeah. and they still want to make some money of people watching. Yeah, these. those are still valuable but properties. for a lot of things, there is an overlap in the content, but there is, like, overlap in, I guess, provider, if yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like, production company that like, makes the show. So, you know, NBC is going to be making their own streaming app. Peacock, launching in July. <laughs> Unless the state of the and world I'm has I'm very excited for this because Psych the movie now, which was gonna premiere on TV, is now gonna premiere on the app. So I gotta get the app to watch the Psych movie, whatever. But so, um, Molly, so, are you saying you're basically paying per show? Yeah, I am. <gasps> for we a were show, right. we're profits. Listen, we figured it out. This is a movie Sorry, that it, Psych Two is going to premiere on the NBC app. Yet the show of Psych. <laughs> Is available only on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. So just just wrap your head around that one. But NBC is starting the streaming service. So that's so a lot of the content, as far as I know, that belongs to NBC is going to be moving to this app, yes. right? And earlier today, you had mentioned that was probably why Friends, which was an NBC TV show, was leaving Netflix. But that's actually not true, right? Because Friends is wholly owned by its production company, uh, and it was produced uh, by Warner Brothers Television, which is now part of the big Time Warner uh, uh, AT and T conglomerate. Now, Warner Brothers and Time Warner has been sold back and forth between a few different media companies. They used to be uh, AOL. Slash Time Warner, they merged for a time in the early 2000s. And man, then AOL's real relevant now. Oh, yeah, man. Look, uh, I can't believe we didn't do the uh, social media accounts and the emails for this podcast as AOL accounts. I cannot believe it. We um, should have got did, all those viruses. You did like a scared face. No, my jaw is locking oh, up. Oh, she got the lock jaw oh. from all the cocaine I did. Um, another <laughs> no, uh, another hit reference to OLO. Oh, hello. No, um, it's, I clench my teeth in my sleep and it's definitely, I feel that. Also Clench? stress. Really? Yeah. Anyhow. Anyway. Uh, stress okay. over only streaming services. This oh, yeah, is this, all we care it's about. It's really, really... I guess this up. is sort of getting to us... Oh, so anyway. Yeah, uh, Friends being a Warner Brothers owned property will be going right. on HBO Max. And a Friends reunion special is being produced for HBO Max. Um, Which really bewildered me because I was like, Friends wasn't on HBO. Right. But, right. You know, but it's, again, that's, that's, that's the weird thing. Uh, or another example that is very nerdy and is related to the Boomerang app, uh, Steve Urkel. The beloved comedy <laughs> character, Steve Urkel, Molly. Yes. Stefan yes, Urquell. He uh, was on an ABC program, Family Matters, which its last season actually went to, I believe, NBC. Uh, but it was on ABC, and so I had always assumed it was a Disney program because there's that episode where they go to Disney World. Right. Um, but Molly, it was also owned by Warner Brothers, and therefore he, Steve Urkel is a guest on an episode of Scooby-Doo now. And so I, I find that the streaming services are kind of illuminating the different 
corporate ownership of things. Like Parks and Rec right. is an NBC show. Right. So I'd imagine once Peacock is up and running, Parks and Rec will be totally off Netflix. Well, you Same would thing think, for The Office. You would think, but then I just saw that coming this month, Community, which is an NBC show, right. is going to Netflix. So if NBC's Peacock originally dated to come out in July, I don't right. know if it still is, but it was supposed to be coming out in July. If that's coming soon, presumably, wouldn't you think they'd hold on to Community for a little bit? This was previously on Hulu. I don't know if it is in this meantime or what, but like, wouldn't you think they'd wait? Community so- could be involved with another production company because even though NBC obviously has some kind of, of, of hooks in it because it was an NBC program, it could have some other production company involved because it was on Yahoo for a while. Mm. Yahoo very briefly had a streaming service and that's where the uh, final season of Community aired was on that Yahoo streaming service. So Community has already kind of been jockeyed around and I don't think NBC, despite the cult following, I don't think NBC views it maybe as a priority show. You know, so maybe well, they, they were... just released Funko Pops for them not that long ago, so... And that's the mark of success. Exactly. I mean, you have to work hard to get a Funko Pop. I mean, let me tell you right now. The greats. The greats have Funko Pops. Molly, who has a Funko Pop? Uh, uh, uh... Elton John. Elton John! He's got more than one. Two! Maybe more! I have to pee. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, the the great only the greats get Funkos. There's there's the guy from the Emoji Movie has one. Um, uh, uh, um the, the Boss the Baby has two. The whole cast of billions. The whole cast Showtime's of billions. Are you billions? serious? They were all on clearance in Think Geek. I felt pretty bad for Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Don't feel bad for Paul Giamatti. I love Paul Giamatti. Don't you worry about Paul Giamatti. He looks Paul like Giamatti John ain't worried about dog. you. Petunia. Petunia. Petunia Tendler Mulaney. Um, but yeah, like, so, I mean, I don't know that about Community or any, or who made them or what, but like, that is very confusing. And then, so will that end up on some other unknown production company's streaming service or what? Like, yeah. I feel like, are we going to get to a point, I guess, where Netflix and Hulu only have their original content? That's a worry, but I think that there are some people just not interested in the streaming game. I don't, oddly enough, I don't think Sony is too interested in the streaming game because they have PlayStation. Well, they have PlayStation. Yes, PlayStation View, but PlayStation View only offers you existing TV channels. It doesn't produce original content. Even though Sony has a massive content library, they seem to have elected to put their stuff on other platforms. I see. For now. For now, for now. And same thing with um, Paramount is odd because Paramount. Paramount and CBS are both tangled up in kind of the Viacom Uh conglomerate, and at various times they've been part of it and not been part of it. But you'd think all Paramount movies then go to CBS All Access, but that's all the time I see new Paramount movies being added to to Netflix. So it's kind of an odd jumble right now. It's weird. I don't, and it's not something I can figure out. So then it's like, how do I figure out which service to pay for? Because it's cheaper for me to do the yearly subscription. Right. It's usually cheaper if I'm going to have it for a year. But what if the show I'm watching, let's say I'm watching Community. Let's say I bought Hulu recently for For, a year solely to watch Community, only to find out that it was getting moved to Netflix. So let's say I'm in the middle of watching Community, which I am, and I don't already have Netflix. I'm not. I don't know if I can cancel my year of subscription to Hulu. I don't really know how that works, but let's say I can't without some type of fee. Because if that hasn't been implemented yet, I'm sure it will be. Then I go to Netflix and I'm like, crap, like, now I got to pay for Netflix. Right. It's a lot. It is a lot. And it it sort of, 
Like, I can't predict what's going to be on what or when. Molly, if we had the solution to this, we'd probably be very wealthy. If we could see the future of the streaming. Why didn't this happen? I guess that's one of my questions. Is Why didn't this happen with home rental? So we had Blockbuster hmm. and like a few other rental things. But we didn't see Disney having their own rental stores. That's true. That's an interesting... I've never really thought about so that. So why is it happening now? I like, guess because back then... I mean, it's always happened with movie distribution in general. Like, Warner Brothers acquired the a lot of the MGM back catalog. Mm-hmm. So now uh, the, the Time Warner AT&T conglomerate owns all the MGM movies, and they have for a long time now. Uh, MGM still kind of exists as a company because they still make new movies. Like, they they did that Adams Family animated movie that came out recently. Right. They still make stuff, but it's... So it's always been going on with distribution in general. But I think the difference is back then with Blockbuster, it's like the company buys the tape from the distributor Mm. and then they just have all these tapes in one physical location. Just as you can still buy everything on iTunes, I think it's the the subscription idea is that they're worried about not directly getting the money. Like Disney gets money for whatever. Like if Disney puts a movie on Netflix, right? Which they they don't seem to be doing anymore. But Disney puts There's a movie still on Netflix, some, like Mulan two. Um, if Disney puts Mulan two on Netflix, Netflix is paying them something for that content for whatever period of time they're licensing it from them but disney would rather just directly have that money and i think that's the problem is like there's sort of a greed aspect to it where it's like oh sure we could just let but wouldn't this have the same thing have kind of been with tv though because you're paying the comp the cable company for your your well how often would you be flipping through channels and find you know like back to the future 2 playing but not back to the future 3 like Mm, i I think that already happened a bit or some channels uh, only have certain seasons of TV shows that they air. I feel like if that's you the case. guys know anything about any of this, please share what you know with us because I'm deeply ignorant. I am fascinated and infuriated by this. Yeah. Um. If you have any suggestions for the world of what would be better, like let us Send know. Him in. Send them in. Absolutely. I'm curious. There's ways to contact us I in think... the description of the episode, as always. Yeah, I think that. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what I think. I miss cable. I don't think cable should go away. I don't personally. I know it's going to, but I I don't like that. Um, cause the and the, I like the live element because yeah. there's something exciting about when everyone in the world would tune in at the same time to watch the American Idol finale, for example. Like we all found that out at the same time. It wasn't we like we were all devastated when Taylor Hicks didn't win. He did win. What? The guy with the gray hair? Yeah. I thought, he, I thought he came in second place. No. Okay. Well, clearly I wasn't as much on tender hooks as the rest of the world to watch American Idol. So, you know what I mean? We all found that out at the same time. Now it's like, yeah, like who can binge through the show the fastest to get to the finale? And how long can I avoid Twitter until I finish the show when everyone else has finished it? I got a rush. And then I don't know if you've experienced this, but I've talked with a few people who have experienced this and I most certainly have. There's something about binging a show that makes me not remember anything of it. Really? So, like, the details, I forget. It all blends together like one long episode. Shows that I watched not in a binge fashion, I remember the individual episodes more of. And since I've started binging shows that I've already seen, I have more trouble remembering the individual episodes. Yeah. I combine plots. I forget like certain jokes like and that's something too about streaming is how many times that i do like though like how many times you can rewatch the same thing and find 
new things out of it. it. But, like, I don't know. It's just, it's really warping with how we consume entertainment altogether. I don't know if it's a bad thing, though. I'm I'm very hesitant to say that any of this is that bad. Um, I mean, because... Hey, you know, there are saps like me who will pay, you know, five or six bucks a month for niche streaming services. And so, you know, is it a bad thing? I don't really think so. And it it, it does become annoying with the gaps in the content. And I, I think that if these niche apps were more well put together, maybe if these sort of mm. niche things like DC Universe, you know, every once in a while, they'll add like, you know, oh, we have the live action Batman movies this month. Now we don't, you know, and then, oh, we have all the live action Supermans. Now we just have the first one. Like, if perhaps there was a way to make them comprehensive, it might be more worth the money to someone like me. But at the same time, it's like, I I just, I don't know if it's right to go like, you know, TV shows don't mean as much anymore because we binge them because... Oh, I don't think it doesn't mean as much. I just have trouble remembering them. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they're less like special. It's less of an event for one episode. But now you see streaming services releasing one a week. Well, I like that. I like that Disney Plus did that with The Mandalorian, and it kept my excitement up. Yeah. For some people, didn't like that. Some people have become so adjusted to the binging yeah. that they want to wait to be able to watch it all at once, which like I get for like one or two episodes. Like I might do that, but like I remember the individual episodes of The Mandalorian fairly well. I don't remember the individual episodes of some other shows as much. I mean, Harley Quinn did the week-by-week release, and it, I mean, it's an animated production, so you're assuming like eight months to make a season worth of episodes. I would, I'd assume that they were working on season two, same time as season one. That happens a lot with animation because it's so expensive. It's really to make back your investment. You kind of have to commit to two seasons and that way you can, you know, syndicate it on television or sell DVD packages of it. It just, the economics of it seem to work out where shows Mm -hmm. are greenlit for two seasons at once. But with Harley Quinn, I mean, the gap between season one and two, uh, season one and season two is so short, you know, because it's taken a few months to release all the episodes. Um, you know, it's it's been like three months at least. So even if they only had a five-month head start, now it's a way shorter gap uh, to get to season two. It's coming out in April, and the last season just finished a, a month or two ago. Mm. So I think that there's – I think that there are advantages to keeping the week-by-week schedule. Um, that being said, Molly, f- fuck, fuck people who want to take my money. Why can't they all give me everything for free? I mean, that's the oh, the, go, the golden the age of television yeah. was just commercials, you know, like YouTube ads. And like, there's, no, there's not really nice. anything like that anymore. I no. mean, obviously YouTube, but like, there's nothing that Even really- YouTube though. You're Pluto gonna, TV, it's, you can watch with commercials. I hate that, that everything we have to pay for. And like, people hate that. So many people are like, oh, you're complaining you have to pay for things? Like- I I don't mind paying for some things. It's just paying for everything. And then it does create, like, I'm someone, I firmly believe that entertainment should be accessible to everyone. Mm -hmm. I don't like that there's gonna there's like kind of an elitist thing it used to be if you had netflix like that was kind of a little elitist that you had that sure. in the age if you of were not stealing someone else's netflix yeah like you were doing well yeah and now it's like i feel like if you have apple tv like you're you're kind of someone like a little bit like <laughs> you're someone you are and or showtime forget it like if you're not getting showtime through your cable provider then I feel even then like you I are feel like revealing quite a bit about our low status in the world that you're like if you got Showtime you gotta be somebody. Well, you must be doing a big city living. No, it's just it's so much to pay for. I think, and I really do feel like we're getting to the point where every channel is gonna have 
their own streaming service. I just think we're going to get to that point and then you're going to see things like a Comcast type package offered yeah. of yeah. here, pay th- pay me this major company one price to get mm. all these streaming services together. Well, that's the fear. Is which that is going to be cable. As much as we're sitting here complaining about all these startup streaming services. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, uh, it's been five minutes. They've announced a new one. Quibi. All the episodes are 10 minutes coming this April. Um, <laughs> no, as much as that's a real one. I didn't make that up. Um, I know you you looked sad when I told you it was real. Yeah. Um, no, but as as much as we can complain about like oh my god there's so many companies starting up i would rather have a competitive kind of marketplace where there's all these different things competing for your attention as opposed to the inevitable future of there will be three mega corporations there will be three streaming services i'm sure you know there'll be a more coherent bundling of disney plus and hulu sometime in the future and i'm sure they'll throw like espn in with that like the way it is now but i'm sure they'll just like make it more of a they'll push that more aggressively um and then you know comcast will probably fold together the nbc and and maybe one or two others that they have the access to and i'm sure that you know dc universe and boomerang probably go away in exchange for hbo max because hbo max is where they're going to exclusively be putting the 200 new looney tunes shorts they've made so i'm not kidding that's real 200 (laughs) of them they keep showing these advertisements that say hundreds of new cartoons and it's all the retro style Bugs Bunny with the yellow gloves and mm-hmm. Daffy with the skinny head and everything. And uh, Eric Bowser, of course, will be providing Bugs and Daffy's voice. Bob Bergen is remaining as Porky Pig. He's been Porky Pig since the 80s. Very few interruptions. Billy West replaced him on a cartoon called My Jaja Generation Gap. Actually, it's My Generation Gaga Gap. Not important. Dan Pobbenmeyer, co-creator of Phineas and Ferb, directed that cartoon. And they replaced Bob Bergen's voice with Billy West, but you can still hear Bob Bergen screaming at the end of the cartoon. That's right. I waited until this point in the podcast to wake up and start screaming bullshit at you. Uh, anyway, Molly. <laughs> so, you know, all these Looney Tunes cartoons are going there. So I feel like the future is going to just be we'll have five streaming services. And, and yes, it'll probably be just as expensive as cable to have all five. But I almost relish the the competition from little guys like Pluto what and Tubi. What a capitalistic view for you to have. It's not, I'm not happy about it. I'm scared of it. I'm enjoying the com- the competition, the capitalism, the late stage capitalism will be when it all conglomerates to to big things. You know? I am not enjoying the competition personally. Like I, I'm not. I just I like being able to have like we have three. We have three. I would say no. We've got four. I think five. We have five streaming services <laughs> right now. Five. You don't know how much I'm paying for. You don't know my, my secrets. I don't know all your secrets. But for, as far as I know, we have five. Sometimes we'll have HBO, which is six. So, And I'm adding Showtime, which is seven. And that's already crazy. Yeah, and the amount of money we pay for that. I mean, assuming each of them is 10 bucks. Let's say we've, we're paying, what is it? I'm really bad at math. You said seven. So we're, let's say we're paying $70. I mean, it's still less than cable. That's still less than cable. But then you have the, the whole concept of screens. Then I have to pay... T- these services more money that to have bullshit. different like number that of screens yes. which is like i get it because i could give any number of people my password and then yeah. we could all be only paying like three bucks a month if i split it between a few people but like it's a bizarre concept to me but you even you kind of had that with cable of you had to pay for your own little your cable, cable box, box. yeah each, yeah that's fair each room but I guess that is the major – that's the major thing that I don't miss about cable is that, like, licensing fee for the equipment. Like, every month you got to pay us to have the cable box sit in your house. Well, I mean, we have a little bit of this. We still have to pay for the internet to have the streaming. Yeah, yeah. So we're still – it's oh – God, companies will just find any way to, like, milk money out of you. And we are – I mean, look, 
we are fortunate that we exist in a position where we can have all these streaming services. And you're right, it is creating a little bit of an extra... Well, we, we don't eat, but you know... Well, yeah, I mean, but food's stupid. Like, we do... You're right, it is kind of creating a little bit of a class divide. I think you're absolutely correct about that. I think it's only going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah. And yeah. then it's going to be it's going to be what we first saw with smartphones and we still kind of do where, you know, teachers will assign homework for you to watch a show that you don't have access to. I you, don't know that's about like that. very real. Think about it. Like if you don't have When was your homework to watch TV? Um plenty actually. So I had for example, things like the news. If you cut the cord and you only pay for Netflix right now and you're not paying for anything live, you could totally get the news for free somewhere. Like on- online somewhere. As long um, as you have access to the internet. Maybe you don't. I well, don't know. Well, Things then... like that. Or no, that's not my best example. My better example is for extra credit for one of my classes in college, we had we could watch some of The Good Place and then we had to write a paper based on The Good Place. Right. But that required that you had uh, Netflix at that time and that you could watch The Good Place. Now it'll require that you have Peacock. And I that's feel an like, program. but that's currently they they uh, that's on Hulu and on Netflix right now. Uh, when is it going to switch? I don't know. I'm going to have to pay for Peacock. I know it. Like that's happening. Inevitably. I just feel like, or there'll be a teacher. They'll be referencing these shows, and you know, all the kids in class will have watched the show that's on. You know, I is in, part of fake what one fake streaming service that has yet to be invented that's only for rich people it's um, hard to make fun of it because like it's because it like yet. because they've taken all the names yeah quibi tubi voodoo it sounds like i'm having a stroke but quibi to uh quibi tubi voodoo uh netflix disney plus hulu hulu is like the first of the ones that just has a nonsense name and then you've got voodoo quibi tubi yeah, scooby netflix dooby doo boomerang netflix uh Disney plus DC Universe. Uh, I guess I feel this way though, Danny, already about HBO. Because HBO, I feel like it's. It used to be HBO Go, now it's HBO Max. I just feel like HBO is something that a particular group of people have. Yeah. And so everyone talks about shows that are on HBO, and I've heard of them, but I don't know anything about them, and you feel left out. And so I feel like eventually it's going to become like a classist type thing. I'm a little bit lucky in that I just personally am not invested in anything HBO has, so I don't really miss the sort of era of when we would watch HBO programming. I just, like, I'm trying to think of, like, and maybe if I had the time to watch them, yeah. I would get invested. Maybe That's I'd a whole love other problem. Maybe I would love Westworld, Molly. I don't know. I've never seen it. And I didn't invest time in Game of Thrones. And, and it's, apparently, it's too late now. It's too late. We're, we're past the game. We're, we're behind the ball. We're behind and the throne. <laughs> I'm pausing because I want you to live with what you said. <laughs> hey, listening audience, did you really laugh? At behind the throne. <laughs> I'm sorry my laugh keeps changing and getting more annoying. I can't express the laughter correctly. Something's wrong with my brain. Look, folks, the streaming services, it's annoying. The streaming wars, we've got so much to gripe about. Grr, listen to us. We're like Lewis Black, always angry. Grr, listen to our funny observational humor, which is just us unironically complaining. But as like kind of small fish, Molly, people who don't, who are not wealthy, mm-hmm. middle class citizens, mm-hmm. the average Joe, someone with no inside information about the entertainment industry, here we are getting jerked around by these big corporations and, and, oh, and it's too much. I have a, sh- a story to share about streaming uh, from the insiders. Oh, when you were a Disney cast member. When yes. I was a Disney cast member. So I took this class while I was a Disney cast member. And um, one of the craziest things I've ever witnessed in my life was... They were talking about their upcoming plans and projects as a company in this class that I took for college program students as like a seminar thing. And we had this guest come in and he said, right now we're working on acquiring Netflix. And it's not really a question of if, it's just a question of when. 
And that stuck out with stuck out to me so much because he did not say this. He was right. It was not a question. It wasn't like we're trying and we might get Netflix. Like we're in negotiation. Yeah. It was like it's going to happen. And that type of power should scare me. But it really, I was oddly impressed. Um, well, Molly, women are often attracted to men with a lot of power. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, but it really impressed me. In my brain, Goofy was saying this. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and you were just like, ooh, goof. No, like, it was, it really shook me. But I guess that didn't happen. And so they were like, when they saw that was going to happen, they were like, we're going to start our own streaming service. And I feel pretty confident that someday Disney will buy Netflix. And I don't like that. I Maybe this is me being a hippie. But I don't like the, the consolidation of everything. It, it yeah. frightens me. I think that Teddy Roosevelt's rolling over in his grave over it. But... And it should scare me, and I am biased, and everyone gets mad at me when I say it. Not everyone took AP US history. They don't all know he was busting trusts, Molly. This is okay, but everyone else knows every random thing that we've mentioned. I'll give a Teddy no, okay, Roosevelt okay, shout not out. Everyone, yeah, but like you could have just said why, because now people are like, what is. Yeah, and they'll do Net- their research and learn their history. Is Netflix marching San Juan Hill? Like, yeah. what? I don't. I don't need to explain it. I don't need to. I like that. I thought they'd know Sam Hill, references. but they didn't. They yeah, didn't know trust yeah. Busting. So why don't you keep? You have your deep cuts, and I have mine. Yeah, but you know. So no, look it up. Learn about Teddy. Okay. <laughs> Learn no. about how he strangled a Spaniard with his bare hands. That was something our our history teacher. We both had a shared history teacher in mm-hmm. high school. Because um, I was so smart, I skipped ahead five grades. No, um, <laughs> because the same teacher stayed at that school after Molly graduated. Um, but. We had the same history teacher, and he, every time he talked about Teddy Roosevelt, would remind us that Teddy Roosevelt at the Battle of San Juan Hill, like, strangled a Spaniard to death with his bare hands. And I was kind of like, isn't it, like, icky to say Spaniard? And I guess not. It just means guy who's from Spain. But, like, it just, the, the strangling part made it feel like it was derogatory. I remember that. I remember Andrew Jackson oh. strangling a man. No, Andrew Jackson beat a guy with a cane because he tried to shoot him. No, wasn't that... No, Andrew Jackson hanged a guy at that like battle in Florida that he wasn't supposed to yeah, fight because the war was over. Yeah, I thought he strangled someone. Um, I don't know. I'm sure he did. I mean, he was Andrew Jackson. Either way, he killed a zillion people. I don't have strangling associated with Teddy. Really? Oh, maybe that was just... Maybe he didn't do that when you were there. I'm sorry. I don't know. You just assumed this whole life I had in U.S. history. He very well could have. That wasn't what I paid attention you know to. What I, you know what I do when I assume, Molly. Yeah. I make an ass out of you. And our history teacher, Kevin Which T. I don't really Cohen. think it's fair that you make an ass out of me. I feel like it's just out of yourself. Yeah, that's but. an interesting phrase because everybody says it and yet nobody splays it. I'm sorry, I, I'll go. I, yeah, no, you I'll, should. I'll, I'll no, um, going back to what Teddy would be upset it's about me, the is... the Foley artist formerly known as <laughs> <laughs> That's not an amusing callback. I just repeated a joke and I made it a song again. I think that was from the other episode, Molly. I don't know. You've been singing a lot. Netflix. <laughs> I don't want them to do the boom when you open the app. I want there to be an Ella Fitzgerald type opening to Netflix. Disney Plus, like every app. Oh, 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 oh. They could compete with each other, right? So we could have like a Beatles type opening for Netflix, but then there's like the Beach Boys across the street at Hulu, and they're like, we gotta, we gotta beat out Sgt. Pepper's. And then they come out with Pet Sounds, Molly. And, and then Brian Wilson sort of sinks into a deep depression and gains uh, 200 pounds. These are things you think everyone listening will get. No, but I feel like <laughs> just saying Teddy Roosevelt is rolling over in his grave is so abstract that they might feel like they missed something. But me saying the Look Beatles it up. and Pets You find out why Teddy Roosevelt will be upset by this 
and get back to you me. You find out how Teddy Roosevelt wrote Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. But what Teddy would be upset about is something that I feel like a lot of people don't like and they fear. And normally I would. But because of my bias, love for Disney, I love Disney. I love pretty much everything that they touch. Yeah. And so if there's any company to me that's going to have ultimate power... That's personally who I want. I Do I think I it's good? In, I know, and no one else can, and that's fine. I admit that I'm in the wrong here. Good. I don't like that I feel this way, but I'm so impressed by it. There is something impressive. Impressed? It's not. There's no Disney. Is is a vague, abstract concept. Yes. It is just a collection of stockholders. But there it is holds no one so fighting. much power. Yeah, it's an it's abstract bad. concept that bad. has so much power. You are attracted to men with power. This is frightening. No, because I hate most people with power. It's really just about Disney. Because I think you just are. You have the positive associations we all have with the brand. Yeah, I do. And so, you're mistaking the brand and the good things it has made with like an actual concept. And maybe that's. I wonder if this is because you've been a Disney employee. But I've no, heard other Disney employees this. be so critical. No, no, no. This is. I've always felt this way. Yeah. Um. But you know, because it is a company and they're shooting for the lowest common denominator. You know, but then it's like once they control so much of the media, they can suppress those things for a longer period of time. Yeah, and I totally don't agree with that. And I do see – I see the flaws in it. I do. Mm-hmm. I just like their content the most. Yeah, I do as well. I enjoy their content probably more than any of the other big evil corporations. Right. But there but is no denying no, the big there, evil That is the danger of that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and nobody wants that. But I do think that – You sound like you want it. It's taking – all of my strength <laughs> to <laughs> not kill you right now. You know, Molly, this is the second episode in a row where you threatened to kill me. We're noticing a trend. Um, yeah, you felt that was real. That hurt. Yeah, it should have. Don't do a podcast with your siblings. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know where it's going with what I was going to say. I don't know. Streaming bothers me. There's benefits, but the real homies are me and those of us who buy the season DVDs of the <laughs> show that we love because you never know when it's going to get taken off of a, your streaming service and you won't be able to see it anymore. And um, that will be another thing that we speak of is the lack of DVDs. That's a different episode because oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we have strong feelings about that here in our household. We are big physical media people. We're not hipsters. We're not we playing are vinyl or so something. Physical media. But we people. are. I'm still buying Blu-rays. I'm still buying DVDs. I. Hello. Hello. Right, we're, we're doing something. Oh. I'm still buying physical media. I do have digital downloads of a couple movies. I just I don't find myself. I find myself more willing to spend money on a physical DVD, partly because I am a nut for, as you know, Molly. I'm a real. I'm a real. I'm a real uh, fan of DVD commentary. I love I love a commentary. Right. Um, we're big me- physical media people, physical and I really support anybody else out well, there. This who's... is the place where you and I can finally stop arguing and agree with each other. Yeah, we love something physical we can media. all agree with this holiday. If season. you're a season DVD person or a physical DVD person, shout out to you. <laughs> Molly, do you think we should just put a fade out on this podcast so we don't have to wrap it up? I feel like we're both we're getting. I felt to a like point. we started so strong. We started so strong. I think I'm going to edit this one up a little tighter. Um, and by that I mean I think right now as I'm talking we'll fade. No, out. we're not fading out. <laughs> I'm going to reach across the table and kill Danny. 
<laughs> I thought we'd make it so much farther before you actually killed me. Nope. Episode three. Danny, Episode three. The revenge Danny of the Danny was Sith. killed. Tweet us with what you think I did. Uh, how I yeah. killed Danny. Tweet what method of murder? Tweet us your method of murder and we'll consider it for the big finale when Molly kills me. Um, in episode five. But all in all, I like the concept of streaming, but I don't like committing to it. As with all things. Um, I hate change. <laughs> <laughs> I really a, a, a rare bit of truth from Molly. <laughs> just breaking down the artifice of joking and just truly admitting I, another I bit really of, hate change. Another bit of our collective uh, neuroses that you and I don't quite like change and we get very obsessed with little things. We're learning a lot about each other on this podcast that we already knew. I was going to say I meant, learning. I meant to say that like the listening audience. They're learning. They're learning that I know a little bit about Prince and you don't. Because <laughs> I'm not editing that out. Prince would have done a fade out by Is now. Is that this episode? I don't even remember, man. Oh, no. Was I doing the Foley artist formerly known as Prince in the previous <laughs> episode? What if the fo- what if the Foley artist formerly known as Prince becomes our longest running character He's hilarious. It's too much of a Everybody. mouthful, and I don't know enough about Prince. <laughs> <laughs> That's the saddest you've ever been. You were, like, so upset. You sounded like I was going to make like you do chores. It's like a that I'm not in on. I don't on. know about Prince. Like, it was, oh, my God, the motion you did. You looked Wait like a, a child. Wait a minute. Do you all not know a lot about Prince? <laughs> <laughs> oh, another classic Oh Hello reference. That's our eighth one this episode. Free commercials for Oh Hello. Oh Hello. If you have now a... streaming on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you got to pay for Netflix for Oh Hello. But and... that's worth it. Honestly, if you're going to oh, pay yeah. for anything, I'd pay for uh, Netflix, which I don't pay for, three times over to watch Oh, oh Hello. Yeah, yeah. See, the thing is, if Oh Hello, we should get like a DVD or a Blu-ray. I don't think there's one Do legally available. Have one? I think it's only streaming. No, because they put out DVDs of shows that are on yeah. Netflix, which is really a trip, freaking mind-boggling that they're putting season DVDs out of streamable shows. Yeah, which makes me think: Are they going to start pulling original content from their own streaming service at a certain point? Like, are we gonna? Is everything going to become the Disney Vault? And like, that's what I feel like we're resorting to. They're using the old Disney like marketing technique. Watch it before it's gone. You'll never see it again. You can't see it, but Molly is motioning like Mussolini, uh, sort of giving a speech to the people. <laughs> she's it's pounding, time to act now. She's pounding the table. She's, this episode, <laughs> Molly has endorsed fascism, <laughs> one giant corporation, and um, I think we both decided not to endorse Chris Rock. But I like Chris Rock. I love Chris Rock. He, I'd wait, like to make that clear. I just don't think people would vote for him for so Dictator of the so World. I'm excited for Chris Rock's Saw movie. Oh, I'm really excited me for it. Me too. Spiral I... from the Book of Saw. We, we big Saw fans. Too. We Oh, yeah. We are somehow, even though I don't like, I'm very scared of horror movies. I'd love Saw. Um, even mm. though it is gross to me. At any rate, Molly, I think we've had a very successful meandering episode that kind of wandered about. I think mm-hmm. we both have very mixed feelings about this new era of digital content. And I think that things are going to change now that we've put uh, this down on wax. Yeah, we're we're making a difference in the world. Please tweet us at The Pants Podcast with your thoughts on streaming in the streaming world. Or with your favorite way to murder Danny. Or with your favorite way for me to murder Danny. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at The Pants Are Too Tight. Or yes. send us an email the, at the pants are too tight pot. Uh, I fudged that up at the pants are too tight podcast at gmail.com. Um, and all of these, 
the two is T-O-O, yeah, not, not the number Listen two. here. We will not stand for these young whippersnappers spelling things with numbers and letters. Mm-hmm. It's it's letters or numbers. The only one I will accept is later days with L-8-R and then the Z. Well, I'll also days. accept Skater Boy. Oh, and Skater Boy, of course. Because that was revolutionary. That was Avril Lavigne's greatest What Avril Lavigne did for us mm-hmm. was, was really... Break open the doors of text speak. Um, no, but those are all the places you can find us. If you're ever having trouble finding us, uh, just look up the pants are too tight. It's very easy to find. find us. Nothing else is called this. <laughs> Why would something else be called this? Right. The pants are too tight, Molly. And I think uh, people should uh, check out that Instagram account, uh, see lots of fun, uh, original uh, artwork that I will be creating to represent the podcast, Molly. You're, you, you look confused as if you didn't think I'd do this. I'm committed. I'm committed to this podcast. Um, I'm glad, Danny. I was confused because I wasn't sure where that sentence was going is all. Oh, you were just- Because I didn't know what was going on our Instagram, so. I mean, we can't just post the same picture of the episode logo, uh, the the, the show logo every time. We can't? I mean, we could, we could. this thing called variety. (laughs) I don't know what bit you're going for. I am going for the fact that my brain stopped working two hours ago. That's why we got to do the fade out. We're not fading out. All right, fine. We're not fading out. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, what a, what a sick joke it would be if I faded out while I you know, were talking. I know. I would literally, I know. That's why I'm, I'm going to approve all your edits I'm before really they, they go to the. Yeah, before we send this out to the world. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. If you have listened. If you've made it to the end of this episode, please tweet at the Pants Podcast. Tweet us, hashtag fade out. All right? Hashtag <laughs> fade out to yeah. uh, at the Pants Ignore Podcast that awkward on Twitter. laugh I just did. Please. No, no. Also, hashtag fade out, hashtag awkward laugh at the Pants Podcast. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a great episode. I think. It's been great. What song should we play just a little bit of at the end of this? Let's just play the Netflix bump bump. Let's play some streaming logo noises. The Disney Plus click and the Netflix yeah. bump Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll fix. We'll pick something. We'll fix it we'll in f- post. The slogan of our uh, podcast. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have Goodbye. a pants are too tight kind of day. <laughs> Have a Six Flags day. <laughs> <laughs> and fade out. <laughs> Sweet Rosalie, she's working at the five and dime. Drain back the hiking sack with rosemary.